This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs preseason team preview podcast. It is Mark. We've got the OG, well, not the OG, but the, the second OG team back tonight. It's myself, Ryan, and regular Rob, or less regular, maybe like occasional Rob. <laughs> Still irregular, I think. Um, it's good to be yeah. back from a wedding yep. uh, down on the South <laughs> Island um, of New Zealand. It wasn't actually a wedding, it was just visiting my sister, but... Um, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, yeah, and uh, Ryan, mate, I I can tell you you're fired up and you're ready to go tonight. Oh, mate, it's a uh, it's a beautifully humid day here in uh, good old Sydney. So yeah, no, ready to go, ready yep. to chat some fantasy. No, nah, good stuff. And um, we got a little bit of stuff coming through today. We're going to do the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, very uh, high quality team uh, i guess for fantasy maybe they are they're one of the biggest like gap between fantasy and ladder position teams but i guess maybe just because they uh they give a dig and lots of attack not a lot of defense it'd be interesting to see the impact of des Hasler, but um there's a, a news article that's just come out today uh saying that uh they're, they're moving brimson to center and Jaden campbell is the fullback ryan which i know you are very excited about. Yeah, happy times. I don't have to change my uh, Jaden Campbell article this year, unlike last year, <laughs> now that it's already written. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's positive times ahead. I think he's a, almost a lock now. He should be a lock in all of your sides, um, especially when he's named there in the in the one jersey come round one. Um, he's, he's just got immense upside. We've seen it from him in the last couple of years. Um, this is a guy where if things click on the park for the Titans, he could easily push a 50 average this year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. And, I like, I've got uh, – there's a – so peek behind the curtain for those of you in the um, – in the not, – not in the know of the, the amateurs and the uh, the interns is uh, we've got a little preseason spreadsheet which has about a million tabs on it, but one of them here is, is the Easy Identifier tab where I've got every player's exact uh, projected average and their break-even, and I think – Jaden Campbell might have one of the highest gaps between projected average and their break even, which is surprising given he's kind of he's already fairly expensive. Normally that's reserved for like the cash cows, but he's uh plus fourteen, which is is obviously pretty strong. So um Rob, he's uh, a lock in the side. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of what we had thought would happen. Um, did they give any indication on who would be in the other centre? Would it be Kelly or Sammy? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's Brian Kelly. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Sammy was, was good. Behind a paywall, I didn't read it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Sammy was good in a few games last year, eh? but I think Kelly is a better centre, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible Kelly's the winger. Uh, yeah, not Kelly, right. Uh, Sammy's the winger. I mean. But um, yeah, no. For for our purposes, Jaden Campbell uh, potential to be a top three wing fullback. 
Who are you projecting to be one and two? Maybe Pappenhausen and Ponga? Yeah. Reese Walsh. Trill. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, so Pappenhausen, Ponga, and Latrell are the three goal-kicking, high upside attacking wing fullbacks. And mm. then outside of that, there's like the Drinkwater, Tedesco, Trebojevic, Reese Walsh, TR, which I think Campbell fits in. Yeah, and he's a he's a guy that could be similar to what Drinkwater did last year as well. Just have a have an up year. Yeah, big upside. Yep. Um, and he starts a lot cheaper than Drinkwater. Well, Drinkwater was suspended starter last year, wasn't he? So. Yeah, I think I think definitely like a classic. He's a fill up, but also for draft. Just really keep in mind when you're going through this the positional advantage of you know maybe just reaching on the ADP if people don't realize that Campbell's there and ADP's average draft position, by the way. So um, usually what happens is is the the draft sort of sorts it by average. And um, you'll be going through, and people don't realize that Campbell will be down in the mid thirties when he's actually a sort of a fifty average player. So, just make sure you sort of don't 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 hold too long on that, and um and jump in on the the Campbell train. But we'll be doing some draft stuff. But yeah, for for classic, he's an easy selection, and I mean he's pretty high ownership at twenty three percent. I expect that to skyrocket once the news is all locked in, and people work out how good he is, and then um yeah, obviously. Draft, just keep that in mind. Uh, moving through, Alofiata Camperera is probably going to play on that one edge. He's obviously done his job last year, uh, not relevant for this year. Brian Kelly, one center, as we alluded to. Brimson's an interesting one. Uh, obviously priced at 40. We can just really have a look at him. He's going to have Jewel already, so no chance he's going to be available at center, which is annoying because uh, he is actually good when he's up in the in the line and and there'll be either um, Sasifo Fafita or... Um, Sammy or one of these other guys on the the other wing, which is you know kind of not not fantasy relevant, but um, yeah. Any any sort of further comments, Ryan, on the the Titans backline, or we think it's just Campbell and and you know play play on to the the rest of the team. Yeah, I think uh, Campbell and play on for now. I think maybe the the hope is that Brimson potentially drops a little bit of money, and then uh, if Foran or Campbell pick up an injury, um, Brimson slots yep. back into the spine and uh, he becomes an option then. Yeah, love it. Yep. Um, speaking of that, obviously, Foran, he's going to be in the team, even if he's held together by duct tape till he gets injured uh, in the six. Uh, we think Tanner Boyd in the seven. Tom Weaver's hanging around. Um, you know, who, whatever happens, happens there. And we'll sort of, you know, if there's something relevant, we'll come back. But, you know, those guys are, you know, Foran's basically not relevant, full stop. And Boyd's just a uh, a draft option, particularly given he's got that hooker sort of jewel. He, that's helpful. Uh, moving into the pack, uh, Tino gun last year. He may be a, a final team sort of player. Uh, looking at their buy schedule, I uh, think he's, yeah, well, I mean, he's uh, one that, you know, post-Origin 3, he's, you know, they don't have, they're, all their buys are out of the way early. So he's uh, an interesting sort of final team guy, but uh, nothing early. And then um, Mo Fodawaka is probably going to partner him at prop. Now, um, the lock position is an interesting one. I saw somebody floating around with an Aaron Clark, uh, which I thought was quite interesting, and their reasoning was that Des Hasler likes a ball-playing lock. Um, obviously, we've got Isaiah, uh, not Isaiah, Isaac Lou there. But, uh, I mean, Rob, they've got a few options there, new coach. They've got some, some choices here. We've got Palacia who's come across. 
uh, Aaron Clark obviously is an option or uh, Lou. What, what's your sort of feeling on which way you think they might go? Yeah, that's quite a good point, actually. I hadn't really given it much thought in terms of, I think we just put in Isaac Liu and then um, forgot about the rest of the Ford pack. Um, but, yeah, I could see it being Aaron Clark. I think he does a good job off the bench, though, um, for me. Like, he's kind of that guy that jumps in, plays in the middle, does a lot, plays the ball, whereas Isaac Liu is a bit more of a plotter. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm really not sure. I, I think it could it could go either way. Um, really, I'm not. I'm, I just don't know. I suppose until trials, I'm not really sure at all. Yeah, and I mean Ryan, um, just looking here as well. The other guy is is Ken, Ken and Palacio, who's come across from the Broncos. Uh, there's a nice little um, preseason training the house down article for Palacio yesterday that's come out. He's 26. So I'm surprised he's so old. Um, but, you know, he turned up to training three weeks earlier than what he was required for. And, um, you know, he's been sort of playing here. He's going, oh, you know, I'm just happy to do what's best for the team, even if it's reserve grade, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you have to imagine Palacia, young guy, you know, he's made the move. He's, you know, he's, well, youngish, young compared to you and me. Um, <laughs> he's going to be wanting to have a have a crack i did i did have to laugh when he's uh he said oh i didn't expect to come here and slot straight into the 17 with players like tino mofot awaker and joe stimson which i i had to laugh about um stimson's inclusion on that list one of these things aren't like the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah um i mean look it'd be interesting if he was to get a starting role but uh, i mean he's he's uh, PPM at the Broncos was always dreadful. It was John Asiata yeah. levels 0.7. So, I mean, he's he's going to have to be playing near Fodawaka Tino minutes for him to be relevant, I think, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, yeah. keep an eye. Just to be clear, I won't hear any John Asiata slander on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> keep bringing it up. Rob, don't, don't start me, mate. Cal's hero. <laughs> have you seen that? Um I know we're running through this podcast real quick. This is not me patting the podcast, but it's just a happy coincidence. Have you seen that uh, thing on TikTok where it's like, don't provoke me to anger? Oh, yeah, that's so good. Eh? <laughs> that's 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 you guys talking shit about John Asiata. Yeah. That's me just sitting there. I thought um, um, <laughs> we should briefly touch on the um, Dragons controversy too, since we've already had that podcast. Um, I just assume that. Anytime we do a podcast, the Dragons have had some sort of controversy. That's true, actually. We'd have to have a podcast every day. It's just always out of date. (laughs) (laughs) The Dragons and the West Tigers. We didn't even get the West Tigers either. We'll we'll do that right at the end. We'll just make you listen all the way to the end, and then we'll give you our thoughts on those two two actions. How's that? Yeah. You okay with that, Rob? Is that all right? Absolutely. All right, lovely. All right, moving to the edges. Dave Fafita, he is good at football. He was good last year. He's going to be good good again this year. Probably the first... Number one edge, um, uh, yeah, no much more to say here. Ryan, I know you're a big yeah. feeder man. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll undoubtedly buy him two nights before kickoff, lock him <laughs> in. Um, I mean, look, you could make the case that Fafida is potentially a round one captaincy option. Like, looking at the Titans' schedule, like, obviously, they've got the round two bye, which, I mean, we've touched mm. on. It's kind of annoying, but at the same oh, time, you get it out of the way early. Um, but their opening schedule, you've got the Dragons, the Bulldogs, the Dolphins, Cowboys, Raiders... Um, we, obviously, yeah. we don't know what Cowboys team we're going to get there, but if everything else holds true to form, it's a pretty good opening run in there for a, for a big play player like David. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, his try scoring was down last year as well. His try assists were up, but um, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a, a guy. Um, he could he could chuck in you know another couple of points and tries and and push into the mid sixties. Uh, you know, he's he's got the upside so potentially. And then on the other side of the coin, we've got Bo Fermor, who's back from an ACL preseason injury. He's got a full 12 months to recover. He'll be there for round one. And, I mean, Palacio also probably pushing him, but you have to think Fermor is going to be there. And he's, uh, you know, he's an interesting player. You know, he, he scored really, really well before the injury, but, you know, Rob's second year, you know, as a, as a former ACL patient, a little bit of time to get back to full strength. Yeah, I think that's right. I remember that both for more year. Was it 2022? Um, people were trading. I remember a common trade option was trading Fafita for Fermor, and it just seemed like a crazy trade even at the time. But he was in really yeah. good form, and I'm sure he'll get there again, but mm. I would prefer to just kind of wait and see. He's priced at, what, 48 or so? So yeah. I'm not sure he's going to go up wildly in price. Um, and then, you know, he might be a final team keeper kind of situation, like a Hudson Young type level of from last year. But, um, yeah. yeah, hard to know. That's a good uh, That's a good comparison, I think, Hudson Young, that level of scoring. And, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is there's so many good edges this year. So, I mean, he's probably that's a right. draft-only selection. And yeah, even yeah. then, you can sort of really consider whether it's him or somebody else when you're at the time when you're hitting the button. Uh, moving to the hooker position, Sam Verrills uh, definitely has some value as to exactly how much uh, probably not enough for consideration Ryan, I know you um, have a life-size poster of Sam Verrills on your wall. Uh, you might be getting me confused for intern Austin. He was the big Sam Verrills man last year. No, nah, so mate, I'm sure it's you. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Lucy's mate. It's not mine. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, there is value here for certain. He's priced at 40. If he's playing 80 every week, he, this, I mean... It depends, I guess, what we sort of get out of Verrills. Like last year in his, he had, what, six 80-minute games for an average of 45 and a half. Um, yeah. No tries in any of those games. So, I mean, there is the potential there that maybe you can push that up to 47, 48 if he gets a little bit of luck. But, again, you're right on these fine margins. And it's it's one of those ones where, like, it's not someone who's priced at 45 who's averaging 53. You know, it's it's a rung below keeper and it's not quite cash cow. It's, yeah, it's very awkward. Yeah, it's one of those value draft only selections. Mm. Yeah, like if you want to wait on hooker, let the big guys go through to the keeper, and then you're in the Sam Verrills, Blake Braley, TR, trying to you know pick somebody before you end up having to you know pick somebody like uh, Tyson. Oh, what's his name? Corey Pakes or Billy Walters or someone like that, and Mitch Kenny in in the hooker. That's mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the the undrafted tier. Sunny Luke. <laughs> Yeah, I had Verrills yeah, in draft last year. It was like hugely disappointing. So I can't be, oh, I don't think he'll injured. be going back yeah, to, to that well yeah. very often. I, I, even when he wasn't injured, it was still, I, there was, I think, one yeah. like startable game. <laughs> like, I think yeah. he got a 60 or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was he was no worse than Reese Robson. <laughs> and he was drafted <laughs> oh, early. Yeah, no, very no. early. Yeah. That's too much PTSD for this. And we're going to, we'll talk about Robson pretty soon in the next podcast, which definitely isn't going to be immediately after this one. So, <laughs> this has start me up. 
Um, yeah, the bench is going to be some sort of combination of Jamin Joloff, the person out of Pilicia, Clark, and um, Liu that doesn't get the start, and maybe like a Fasul Malawi Jr. or something like that. Nothing relevant for fantasy here, boys. A Titan seems like uh, Jaden Campbell or Bust, and that's it. It's probably the, uh, I mean, this is the first year in a while we're not advocating for a Titans half. I'm just used to, like, one of us advocating to buy a Titans half every single year. It's, uh, Can we get Toby Sexton back? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess uh, you're you're a big advocate of Jamal Fogarty, so he's a de facto Titans half, I suppose. Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah, somebody who has been a Titans half at some point is... Is is the, just the minimum requirement? So, yeah. <laughs> I guess Jade Campbell's probably played five eight at some point, so that counts. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, wheels up. <laughs> Excellent. All right, no worries. Good job, guys. Correct information as always. Uh, thank you very much for participating in this highly challenging and definitely not extremely straightforward Titans podcast. And we will be back to talk about a highly nuanced team in the next episode, which is the mighty. Mighty North Queensland Cowboy Seabolts. <laughs> Love you guys. This show was brought to you by our good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code AMATURES on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.